Get fresh with Jen is brought to you by Pet Grocer, the holistic health food store for your pets. Hi, I'm Jen from Pet Grocer, and I'm here with Sarah. And today we're going to talk to you about uh, getting fresh and fresh foods for your pet's food bowl. As a quick introduction about me and my history, I started off working as a veterinary technician, and I was really interested in finding out everything I could about animal health. And while I was there, I took a lot of nutrition courses that the big food manufacturers had put out, specifically Hill's Science Diet, and learned all about the science behind um, nutrition for pets. And I fed those foods to my dog. However, my dog started having really bad intolerances to the point where she couldn't walk. Her feet were chewed so raw, this poor dog couldn't walk. It was very sad. Now, because I was working in the clinic at the time, I did all of the testing, I did all of the medications, I saw the specialists, and nothing was fixing this poor dog. Finally, a friend of mine from Boxer Rescue had said to me, have you tried this home-cooked meal for your dog? And I said, no, of course I haven't because I have the science here that shows me that I should be feeding this kibble. She's like, well, just give it a try. I had nothing left to lose. Nothing was helping this dog, so we, we switched. I made this home-cooked food, and within two weeks, her feet had cleared up to the point where she could walk again. Her itching had stopped. Her hives had stopped. All of these breakouts, I had her completely off of the prednisone meds, and she was doing great. So I was a... Personally, it was a big change for me in making me a believer about fresh foods and understanding that not everybody can tolerate um, a carbohydrate-rich diet that is really heavily processed. So it was a big lesson for me that maybe there's something more than just what the science is saying on this paper from this particular manufacturer. That was my beginning to fresh foods. Fast forward many, many years later, I've gone through all of the different education to learn about what balance means? What does fresh mean? Um, what are we even talking about when we're talking about fresh foods? Can a kibble be a fresh food? Can an air-dried raw be a fresh food? Um, how do I incorporate those into my lifestyle if I'm on a tight budget? All these different things. Um, so this is what we wanted to talk about and introduce to people today. So listening to you talk about fresh foods, I'm really wondering, where do I start with all that? Great question. Yes, we get it a lot too. And we'll even have people come into the store who will say to us, uh, you know, I went online and I've been reading about this um, cooking or a raw diet and it's overwhelming. There's so much conflicting information and it seems like it's really hard to do. Uh, I also went through that stage and I think we all do at some point. And this is where we have made it a comfortable experience for people that it doesn't have to be major. You don't have to change everything overnight. You can start with something as simple as taking a little bit of kibble out of the bowl and add in a little bit of broccoli to replace it. Just that one step alone can increase their chances of um, not getting certain cancers by up to 90%. It's phenomenal, the studies for this. Oh my gosh. So easy, quick way, take out your kibble, add in some broccoli or add in some green and yellow veg uh, and orange veg. If you're ready to take a step further, which some people are, they're ready mm -hmm. to come in and say, I want to take it to the next level, then we can talk about, sure, you can do a home-cooked food. You can make it yourself. You can get pre-made home-cooked foods that are already balanced, or you can go all the way to the ultimate in fresh foods, which is a raw diet, which is really what you expect to see 
coyotes out in the wild, <laughs> out there eating their raw diet, right? And you see how healthy they're doing. Uh, it's a bit of an indication that the body is certainly doing well with an unprocessed food. It's easy to digest for the, the vast majority of animals uh, and does provide a greater synergy in how the nutrients perform in the body. Okay, so I have the option of just adding delicious salad components, <laughs> essentially. So I'm making salad for my family. I can add chopped or cooked vegetables to their bowl. And you're also saying home cooking is an option and raw. And when, when you're talking to clients about going either home cooked or raw, where does that start? Like where, where should I where do I begin and how do I know if I'm giving my dog what they need? It's a really interesting question and it all comes down to personal belief sets. So if you go and you research this on the internet, you'll see there are a variety of belief sets about what the right way to feed an animal is. Um, and everyone is welcome to their opinion. Nobody is right or wrong at this point because we have not mastered the world of nutrition for people or for pets the best current science that is acceptable from the majority of people is to go with the macro and micronutrient profiles that are established by AFCO and the National Research Council or the NRC. And there is a European one as well. So we tend to use that um, at the store as our starting point for people. Uh, however, you'll see a lot of people who do stuff where it's a, a made at home, a do it yourself recipe as well. In the end, the most people will accept that you want to have a balance over time of nutrients. Just like with us, we're not going mm -hmm. to eat the same thing day in and day out and not expect some sort of challenge to present because of that. So it's doubly true for these animals that have a much shorter lifespan and we see disease and we see health in them much faster than we do in our own selves, that you need to have a variety of foods. They have to be healthy foods in order to have health in your body. Hmm. I think I went off on a tangent instead of answering a directly question, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all really good information. So I, I'm just wondering where should I start? So uh, there's, start? there's nutrition information that I can access, um, which yes. is great, but as someone, um, entering into this for the first time, where's a great place to start to bring okay. my pet to better health. Um, if I want to go beyond just adding some fruits and vegetables to their bowl, if I want to take the next okay. leap and yes. give them like the ultimate health, where do I go? Well, uh, I guess it depends where you're at in your journey, right? Mm -hmm. So someone who is traditionally feeding um, a kibble right now, seeing them add in that little bit of fresh food is a huge step. Um, using, I like to tell people all the time, use your leftovers at home. So if you've That's got so simple. vegetable <laughs> trimmings at home, oh yeah. So I'm cutting up a pepper for my son and I take the tops of it and I keep that and chop it up, right? My carrot tops that I would normally throw out with the little greens on it. Mm -hmm. Instead, I might um, take all those veg and throw it in a, a little bit of water and cook them all up and then puree it. And there's my dog's veg and they're super happy. And it was leftovers that I was going to compost anyways. So hmm. I've completely utilized all my vegetable leftovers. You know, my dog I used is super to do, happy. My Labrador used to love waiting by the cutting board for vegetable scraps. And pe my friends used to make fun of me that I was giving my Labrador veggies. And I thought, well, yeah. you know, I, I knew it was, they were vegetables that were safe. They weren't onions or anything like that, that I knew specifically yeah. to be concerning. They found it hilarious that they were getting people food. And I was like, well, he likes it. And it's a free treat. And Labradors eat a lot. 
and they get, <laughs> and the more treats you give them, the bigger they get. So vegetables seem like a nice, safe thing. So I was actually doing something really useful for my lab. You're saying? Yes. Yes. And you know, it's a challenge because it's a mindset. Um, really, we've only had processed foods for dogs for about 120 years. Hmm. And so it's fairly new in the evolution of the digestive system of a dog or a cat to see that they're eating a heavily processed food product as their main diet. Uh, that's new. And we see a lot of challenges in animals today because of this. And it takes time. We have all the science that proves that fresh food is better for the body, uh, but it takes time on average, 17 years for science to make its way down to mainstream actionable items for people. This is true for, for hmm. people's health as well as pets. So even though we knew it however many years ago, it's still not mainstream thinking yet that it's good for you to just take those leftovers and give it to your pets. Now you'll see a lot of people, especially in the more rural communities where there's a lot of farms say, oh, well, you know, when we had dogs growing up, we just gave them all of our leftovers. We gave them a, a little stew or, or scraps and that was their food. Um, now they were probably also out hunting uh, and getting a little bit of supplement to their diet, but those dogs would live a long time because they were getting exercise and they were getting a lot of fresh foods. And it, there was a variety, just like the people had variety, the pets also had that variety from whatever the humans were making. So wow. an easy way to start is just to take your leftovers, take your scraps, uh, as long as again, pet safe foods and start adding it to the bowl. Super easy add-in and cost-effective right away. Now, if you are interested in taking a switch to a next level and you want to do a complete fresh food diet, you have to choose, do you want to do um, a cooked diet or a raw diet? And then from there, this is where we want to make a choice that makes sure that we have good quality sourcing of our products. And we want to make sure that there is some sort of good balance over time that we meet their micronutrient profile. Most veterinarians who are uncomfortable or uneducated yet about a fresh food diet, their concern is balance. Mm -hmm. So there are stores like our store where we have a lot of foods that are balanced that you can feed to your pets without a concern about, are you meeting that micronutrient profile mix that we have as established guidelines for today? So an easy way is to do it that way. Another option is to do, uh, do it yourself. Some people like to do their do-it-yourself calculators online. Or again, a store like ours, we do recipe services so that we can actually give you, you say, okay, I want to do, I want to make sure I include carrots and beef. That's my recipe. And then give me the, the way to make it balanced. And we actually put it into a spreadsheet and give you your, here's how you make your recipe and how much vitamin E to add or whatever the case may be, right? And there, there's your easy way to start. In store, there's so many options now commercially available that weren't available 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. The choice is just overwhelming. Now it becomes a matter of which is the best manufacturer of that wide variety that's out there. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm deciding that um, making it at home isn't what I want and I want someone to assist me by doing a pre-made recipe and you're saying that quality plays in um, to my choices, what am I looking for? What are the, like the markers of quality that I should be keeping an eye out for? Okay, great. So when we're talking about quality, whether it is even in a kibble or fresh food diet, we want to look for human grade food products. There is a difference between food grade and feed grade. 
And the vast majority of kibbles are feed grade, stuff that would never make it into the human market. And I won't go into the gory details of what it is, but suffice it to say, most people when they learn about it are disgusted and can never look at kibble the same again. There are a few kibbles available that are um, food grade, but again, there's different challenges with the processing and how heavy the carbohydrate load is on that. Uh, so we tend to, when we talk about true fresh foods, steer away from anything that is carbohydrate rich and go into a home cooked diet or a raw diet. So the human grade meat, um, we want to see uh, a meat heavy diet because cats are obligate carnivores. They, re they must have meat in order to survive. And dogs are facultative carnivores where um, they are primarily carnivores, but if circumstances don't allow, they can survive for a while <laughs> and other things as we've all seen as our dogs yes, are stealing stuff have. from out of our garbage. <laughs> so, um, but we really want to have a quality product. And this is the same for us too, right? Uh, we want to make sure that our foods are coming from clean fields, that the animals that are out there, our cows are out there eating fresh green, because we know that that changes the profile of the meat that we then consume. And then that changes how our body responds to it. It's the same for pets. Hmm. Pets are like the canary in the coal mine where they tell us through their body's responses very quickly because they have a shorter lifespan, the effect of stuff. And so we can look at them and say, okay, if my pet is having this big challenge with this meat that doesn't have a good omega-3 profile, there's a good chance that I'm also going to have a challenge with that meat <laughs> that doesn't have a good omega-3 profile. And I need to review that for both of our, huh. our health. That's really fascinating. And I mean, it makes sense. What's good for one should be good for the other. We're all yes. mammals. And yes, we're, <laughs> yeah. and our cells are all required. Yeah. And there is a synergy that is, is to be had between um, the quality of your food and how fresh it is and your body's ability to utilize the, the nutrients in that. And one of the things I tell people in store often is just because you're on a quality manufactured food, mm -hmm. that's great, but you shouldn't be just on that. You need to rotate through different manufacturers because of the manufacturing process. So for example, um, manufacturer A, really good food, but they're going to get their spinach from the same processors all the time. That's how they get good quality. Okay. And that spinach is grown in the same soil all the time, which has the same micronutrient profile in the soil. So they're not varying it very much because mm -hmm. that's how they do quality control. We, we ask them for that, right? However, I want a different micronutrient profile from a different field. And in order to get that, I have to go to another manufacturer who gets their stuff from a different set of farms. So I like to rotate through all of my manufacturers uh, and even for my own health and the meat that I buy for my own family and the vegetables so that I'm making sure that I constantly get a different soil profile coming through in that food. That's really, you know, you know what, I think we do that without thinking sometimes like at the supermarket, we get to pick and choose all our vegetables and what we're getting that day. And our pets, like we're the ones steering the shopping cart. So they don't get that option. So the same kind of choices we make for ourselves, we need to think about in that, that bigger way for our pets. Mm -hmm. And it, you can be as simple as adding something fresh and you can get like as large scope as really thinking about the micronutrient profile, which is, so you're saying that when I'm looking at a label, I want to see um, the quality of the meat. So I'm looking for something human grade. I'm looking for, um, in, in for a dog, I'm looking for something that would have a fresh vegetable component um, as well. And 
how, what other things on the label might be kind of like a, a either a red flag or a, this is great kind of light bulb moment moment that I would want to be looking for if I'm purchasing something that's pre-made? That's a good question. So again, this comes down to belief set, but for the, the majority of people and the majority of animals are going to thrive best on whole foods. So you want to look at a label that is basically actual foods. And that's where you're getting all your micronutrient <laughs> profile from, right? That you can say, oh, I understand cranberries. I understand blueberries. I understand sunflower seeds. But what is this calcium phosphate? Like, I don't know what that is. So okay. the more real foods that you have in there, generally speaking, the healthier and easier it is for the body to process the nutrients in. And the less your body has to struggle to try and get the nutrients out of everything, uh, the better it will perform, the better health you will have. Okay. So whole foods, not big words is what we're looking uh, Yes. Well, <laughs> we're trying to avoid as much as we can. The challenge becomes then um, when you're talking about balance is according to today's acceptable guidelines for nutrients, um, almost every diet is deficient in certain things. And a lot of people are placing blame on our soil depletion because the soil is not giving those nutrients into the ingredients that then get into us uh, and our pets. So a lot of them um, will supplement a little bit with certain micronutrients. Mm -hmm. Zinc is an example, selenium, uh, vitamin E, vitamin D. You see a lot of those things are add-ons um, in a lot of some foods. And I don't shy away from those as much as I... I wouldn't encourage people to shy away from them if they had to have a, a bit of a vitamin mix in there. Mm -hmm. However, be aware that if you're getting your vitamins from a synthetic source, your body's not going to utilize it the same as a fresh food. So we've got all this awesome information about how to get your dog or cat eating fresh, which sounds really exciting. And it's something I already do for myself and my family. So I'm thinking it seems like a no brainer for our pets. What is the next step for making that transition? into fresher foods. Is there anything um, I should know before switching out their bowl for something completely different? Remember that every animal is a unique individual and what's gonna work for one pet might not work for another pet. So always look at the, the dog or cat in front of you. Uh, this is a, an easy reminder for all of us that um, when you go and you wanna switch, if you're feeding a kibble right now, for example, some dogs are fine or cats, uh, to switch to a raw diet, cold turkey right away, no problem. Others need to do a very slow transition. In general, it is always safer to do a slow transition to make sure that the body is acclimatizing to this change in what we're asking it to digest. Um, there is no technical real difference between digesting a kibble and a raw food, except in the pH balance of your stomach. So we want to just make sure that we're setting the, the stomach up for success in taking care of this new product. And again, if you're doing fresh foods that are cold, because we keep it in our fridge and then we pull it out, mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're not used to the cold temperature. So you have to give them a little bit of time to get used to eating a, a cold food or let it warm up a bit before you serve it to your pet. Uh, but there's really nice, easy steps that you can take. Just start off with a quarter of your bowl. Do that for a few days and then add another quarter of your bowl. Do that for a few days. And then you kind of do it until you have a full transition of a fresh food bowl and you're off to the races. 
but watching your pet for signs of any discomfort, usually bowel tolerance is how we know if it's going well or not going well. Bowel and And so we're talking poop. You were talking poop. And like, we can do a whole episode on this (laughs) another time. Uh, But speaking of poop, one of the beautiful things of a fresh food diet is you will notice the more fresh food you give your animal, the smaller their poops will be because they're utilizing the nutrients in the food really well. So their body's utilizing it. There's not as much waste product. You'll also notice that they start to drink less water because they're already getting a lot of natural moistures from their fresh food diet. Smaller poops. That should be like the <laughs> number one selling <laughs> the point. marketing message for feeding fresh. I think so many dog owners who have to go out there and clean their yards <laughs> would oh my very gosh. much like to hear small poops. <laughs> Not even small poops, but they compost really well. So after the winter, a fresh food fed dog who's not eating any starchy, heavy product. Their poop just composts. Like you, <gasps> there is nothing to pick up in the spring. Wow. It's magical disappearing done. poop. Magical <laughs> disappearing poop. Yes, yes. We actually had people who had switched once um, to a raw diet and they said, you know, I'm really worried because um, the poop is all chalky colored. And I said, okay, well, that can be a concern. Let's talk about it. And while we were talking, I discovered that it wasn't coming out chalky, it was like four days or three days later. And I'm like, okay. well, that's normal. <laughs> that's a <laughs> composted poop. Your dog's body is doing excellent. So you're fine wow. because it composts pretty quickly. So that's another nice side benefit for us. Wow. This is really exciting. So I can, I'm given the green light to feed fresh, healthy foods to my cat or dog. I'm afraid of fresh food. I'm giving permission to delve into the cooking fresh versus the raw options, which all sound really amazing. My pet's poop will be smaller. (laughs) Their health will change for the better. This sounds pretty incredible. It is incredible. And when you think about it, it's also intuitive. We understand that if we eat junky food, we feel junky. We don't perform well. Absolutely. And when we eat healthy food, we feel better and we do better and we know this. Mm-hmm. And every single time we talk to somebody, they're like, yeah, I, I know, I know it. And so of course it's also true for my pet. <laughs> so now how can I make it so that it's easy for me and it fits within my lifestyle and within my budget. And that's where we help people at the store to make those choices. Well, that's incredible. And I know like personally speaking, I'm not the only one who is completely in love with their pet and I would do anything to keep them on my lap for many, many years to come. Yeah. So if this is a step in the right direction, it sounds like a really awesome journey to start and uh, start simple if I need to, or just jump right in and have a whole fresh menu to select for my pet. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Jen. Indeed. Thanks for helping out with guiding me through all of our chat here, Sarah. I appreciate it. We look forward to uh, being able to share all of this with people as we go forward. There's nothing more exciting than seeing people come back and say, my animal's doing so much better now that I've had this simple change in their lives. Do you want to learn more about giving your pet a fresh lifestyle? If so, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can also check out petgrocer.ca and sign up for our once a month newsletter for updates and information. Thanks for listening. Information shared on Get Fresh with Janet Pet Grocer is for informational purposes only. No food, product, treatment, or service mentioned should be considered to be healthcare advice 
and it is not intended to be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or to replace the recommendation or prescription of your pet's veterinarian. You should seek qualified holistic veterinary care if your pet has or you suspect your pet may have a health problem. 